The IAB presents the Simplify and Inspire podcast. How do we make it simple? Try to stop a lot of the buzzwords. A chance to change the way a whole industry works. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au. Hello and welcome to the IAB Simplify and Inspire podcast. I'm joined today by Scott Rees from Seismic. Uh, a company that we've been partnering with as part of the uh, work we do in the IAB, particularly in things like uh, viewability, to mention but a few. Scott, welcome. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me. Let's start with you. Um, Tell us a little bit about where you're from and um, what you did before you got to Seismic, and then we can talk a bit more about Seismic. 18 years ago, I started in the gaming industry. Um, making games for online sites um, that very quickly transitioned into working with online ads to then pay for those games. Um, so that was a an interesting switch, but it, it really helped shape everything that I've been doing going forward. Uh, we really focused on trying to get relevant ads in front of people even in those early days, and it really paid off well for us then. Um, and then Transitioning to Seismic uh, about 10 years ago, started off in Los Angeles, um, then moved here about five years ago, um, started with a creative team. So I've got a, a good background with the, the creative side of things. Um, and then now I'm focusing more on programmatic, more on mobile audience measurement, audience targeting, that end of things. So it's uh, it's been a fairly natural progression as far as I'm concerned. What were the biggest differences? I'm just thinking back to, what, 17, 18 years ago and trying to place digital ads in, in, in the right place at the right time. What are the things that have changed the most in that time? And are there things that have stayed the same? So in the early days, it was a very manual process. You know, we had games that more appealed to the stay-at-home moms. Um, we had uh, lottery products and everything else. So it was a very difficult, very manual process of, you know, setting up these six ads to run with this game and these six ads to run on this other game. Today, it's, it's very different. Uh, we have a lot of tools that allow you to segment people, uh, pull in relevant data from the advertiser where you can, instead of doing this uh, kind of blunt force uh, target all females uh, process that you know we've gotten used to over the last 200 years. Being able to transition that into I know exactly what this specific person wants and being able to target them and get a relevant ad in front of them. You can really drill down, get smart intelligence about people based on all the data that we've been volunteering to the internet for the past 20 years. Um, and then make more relevant ads. I think all of us would be a little less annoyed with ads if they were actually targeted to what we were interested in. Um, And it's been a great progression from basically having no data, having to make it up to where we are today, where, you know, with a few clicks on a platform, you can actually create these audiences and instantly target millions of people. Again, if we think across that... 15 to, to, to 20 years, I think often we forget that you know, in some form digital advertising did exist and what is it, Google at 18, 19 years old and you know, search engines in the 90s. Has that, has that been a kind of a linear change in the technology that's enabled that or has it kind of staccatoed? I mean, when you look back... What's the landscape that you see behind you? Uh, it, it's massive mountains and valleys, um, you know, surviving the original dot-com crash when 
basically get away with anything to being able to get away with absolutely nothing. You know, back in the old days, publishers hiding ads behind, you know, layers and uh, a lot of the shady things that were happening in the early days to where we are now where, you know, we can detect all of this within a few hundred impressions um, and be able to block out at uh, block out sites that are, are maliciously stealing money from advertisers. Um, it's It's been a huge change. And one of the things that keeps it interesting is every 18 months, the entire industry changes. You need to stay on top of it. Yeah, I think I think we all that are in the heart of the industry see that and um, it's tough enough keeping yourself fresh and educated and up to speed. Um, you kind of wonder those that might be one or two steps away from this. What could and should we be doing differently to help those who aren't at the core of this stay uh, abreast? You know, what's helped you get points across and explain sometimes what can be quite complicated technology? I think there's a significant number of people that are trying to make it sound harder than it is so they they can keep their, you know, full service rates. (laughs) Um, Realistically, you know, if, if you've figured out how to do basic ad serving, there's nothing different about any of the DSPs that you'd be using. So all these programmatic uh, discussions, um, it's it's the same job that you've been doing. It's just smarter. In the old days, you'd have to send an IO to somebody and they'd have to sign it and send it back. And it's this lengthy process. Whereas now you can log into a DSP, create a whitelist, create a blacklist, do retargeting and all the rest of the things that sound really scary. Um, but it's all you know, within an hour's worth of training, pretty much anyone can can do at least the basics of it. You're not going to instantly get all the insights. You're not going to instantly get all the, the education and the, and the experience from, you know, if, if I apply too much targeting, then I lose reach. Like, there, there's a lot of balance that you do learn from, from working in the industry. But the, the basics of it are really quite simple. With all the changes that are going on, um, and the reduced rates that you can get, you know, that's a nice first step, first reason to get into it. But the real power of programmatic is the targeting. Being able to get really deep in and target very specific groups of people, getting specific messages in front of them to make all of this more relevant, that's where the industry needs to go. So I'm taking one thing from that, which is that we should all try and find an hour just to take a closer look uh, at yeah. how the tools yeah. work. Uh, get your hands dirty, kick it around. It's, it's, it's not magic. Just get in there, have a play with it, understand the terminology. You know, what is a whitelist? What is a blacklist? You know, what are device IDs? What are, you know, how can I retarget people? Can I do sequential messaging? Um, these are all things that you can definitely do across multiple media sources in a platform. I just want to ask you a little bit about your organization, Seismic. Can you just, uh, in a nutshell, tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, So Seismic has grown a great deal. So when I started, we just did rich media banners, and that was it. Uh, We've added on absolutely everything under the sun at this point. Uh, We cover standard banners, rich media banners, video banners, mobile banners, uh, but we also have attribution. We've got uh, viewability, verification, Basically, anything that you would need to get a campaign done, we have all of those tools. Now, we also very much pride ourselves on being an open ad stack. So at any point in time that you don't want to use our tool for one of those processes, you can chop it off, glue on whatever you feel is the best in breed, and keep going. Everybody's talking about uh, transparency. Everybody's talking about accountability. 
um, being able to log in and actually see all these numbers and see exactly where your ads are running. These are all very important points. Right. And do you, who do you tend to work with um, in the, within the digital ecosystems? One of the things I'm passionate about is building more trust across that digital value chain and, and to steal that word of transparency. Um, simplify it so that it does become more transparent. And I think, I fundamentally believe if you do that, you can create more trust. So within that, within that value chain, do you tend to focus your business in one particular area or do you work with different aspects of the value chain? Uh, we, we've worked with everyone. Um, so we work with uh, the media agencies, we work with creative agencies, we work with publishers, we work with the trade desks, we work directly with advertisers. Um, it's really about adding value. It's about providing expertise. Um, you know, it can be a scary landscape if you've never done it before. So having a team of experts that can walk you through each of those uh, different silos. Is that how do you organize yourselves? I kind of wonder, does that get quite complicated if as a business you need to be across the, the whole ecosystem? Or do you organize yourself in a particular way to allow you to, to do that? Because that means you're working with both the buy and the sell side. With a typical campaign, you're going to have to have a relationship with a publisher so they can get the ad to show up on the page correctly. You're going to have to have an agency uh, that's generally working with an advertiser to get everything booked. You're going to have to talk to the creative agency to make sure the ads are working in the first place. Um, we've been balancing all of these plates for, you know, 14 years. Uh, Seismic's all the way back to the Blaster days has, has been doing that quite regularly with every major brand, every major advertiser, every major publisher that you can name. It is difficult, but, you know, that's what people pay us for. You sure. know, that's, we're, we're here to help simplify things. Um, and be transparent. So when you're talking about a single source of truth, uh, having all of that reporting coming into us, we have all of our numbers are verified by the IAB, the MRC. Um, it really gives people confidence that they can go out, uh, build these things, get it running uh, without having a, you know, somebody that's double dipping. And, and by that, I mean, we don't own the media. So we're not trying to optimize your campaign to our best interests. We're basically putting together the best possible campaign for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, that's what all third-party advertisers should be providing, is, is that honest, third-party, verified source of truth. Yep, no, I buy that. And we're certainly big proponents of independent measurement and not marking your own homework. Mm. Um, you mentioned a word which, when I've asked folk across the industry, often I've got some, uh, some varied answers is the, the term programmatic. What does that mean to you? Programmatic goes back a long, long way. Um, I, I would say that most search buying is, is very similar to what we're doing with programmatic, where you have an audience, you have creative that you want to put in front of them, and you buy it in such a way that you're competing against others for the, the lowest possible price. So that's where it started. I would say over the last five years, it's really evolved into not just a cheap way to buy media, but far more importantly, a way to get targeted ads in front of people. So with all the work that the DSPs have done, uh, they've collected demographic information. They've collected, you know, user behaviors, how frequently they go to certain places, how, um, how often they log into certain sites. And they can then build a profile on that and say, this is a leisure traveler versus a business traveler. This is a, you know, uh, an investor versus a 
somebody that's looking for home insurance. Being able to, to segment that out is, is really the power of programmatic. I'm hearing you talk a lot about data or, or, or targeting. Talk to us a bit about that journey then in term, and, and maybe if you can pepper it with, with some real examples of what, over the years, what data is being become possible? Where is that now? And then also, where do you see that um, going? There's that we, we talk about that nirvana of right ad, right person, right place. Where was that? Where is that? Where will that go in the next 12 plus months? Great question. So originally it was, you know, back to the old TV model where my website generally trends towards older males. My website generally trends towards younger females, and that's how you buy and sold audiences. Now we've got the ability to actually collect information on people, store it uh, within the DMPs, so that's the data management platforms. Uh, that's people along the lines of Oracle and Adobe and, and the rest that uh, are able to, to collect all this information and, and create audience pools out of it. They're not necessarily looking for VJ. They're just looking for people that fit uh, your interests. That's where it progressed to in the early days of, of programmatic. But we've really seen a, a nice jump recently with DMPs getting smarter and being able to pull in first-party data directly from the advertisers. And that's where it really gets powerful. So instead of targeting a business traveler, you can say, this is a business traveler that flies with us on a regular basis. Is there a different message I want to put in front of my loyal customer as opposed to somebody that's never come to my site before? These are opportunities that a lot of advertisers are currently missing. They're spraying ads out there. They think it's in the right demographic, and you know maybe it's 80% correct. But that other 20% is off in, in most cases. Do they need to have a particular level of their own data then? that's qualified to be able to do that? Is there a kind of an entry ticket if you're going to do this properly from an advertiser's perspective? There's a few different processes for handling it. So Seismic in and of itself, uh, we've got a product called Data Hub, which allows you to essentially create a DMP light using just your ad server data. And you can use this group of data to say, all right, these are people that have looked at the ad before. These are people that watch the video all the way through at the end. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a good first step. If you have paid for a proper DMP that's collected a lot of this information, um, you can also add that in to the mix. Most large advertisers have paid a huge amount of money to create a data warehouse, to hire a digital transformation team, to uh, hire experts to tell them how to use the data. Uh, but they're finding it very hard to take this amazing set of data and turn it into relevant messages with their display advertising. It's funny because uh, that resonated with, with me and, and um, some of the things I've done in my past. Do you think that often the marketer or the chief digital officer kind of bites off more than they can chew? We get, we kind of fall into this big data trap without, let's be honest, often really knowing what we're doing at a detail level. And we want to hire a data scientist because it's kind of the thing to do. And is this more about starting small and always starting with the basics and crawling before you walk, before you run. There, there is part of that. Um, so collecting all this data, you know, if somebody came to me and said, look, I don't have a great strategy for what to do with my data yet, but should I start collecting it? Absolutely. Right. Get the data, get the pixels on your pages. Uh, the number of times I've had conversations with billion-dollar companies in not just Australia but around the world who still haven't set up their websites to have tracking 
to have even basic retargeting pixels, um, haven't set up any kind of analytics tools, you're going to have a really hard time reaching your audience and, and getting the best out of your audience unless you at least get those steps done. So there are some, some very basic first steps that everybody should be doing, but those tools have been around for a long time. Once you have those tools, you can add on retargeting pixels and conversion pixels. It's not particularly difficult. To then take advantage of your first-party data, you will need somebody, either a DMP, probably a DMP, to be able to help you activate that across all of your media. Doing it on one publisher at a time uh, is probably a little bit easier, but it's not a, a really scalable solution. So getting your actual website set up, adding on your uh, DMP, um, being able to pull all of that data into a tool like Data Hub will then allow you to activate all of that really, really efficiently. It's a scalable solution. Uh, you can reach anyone on any page, um, whether that's bought programmatically or direct buy. There's a lot of people that are still doing direct buys along with their programmatic buys, uh, which I think is a great thing. Mm. Um, there's a lot of publishers out there that can really offer value on keyword targeting, um, contextual targeting. There's a lot, still a very good reason to reach out direct to publishers. Um, but if you want to target 24 million Australians, the, the quickest, easiest way to do that is using programmatic. So that I'm in summary hearing a few things. One is data is fundamental to this and data has been the key changing driver within programmatic. And what I think I'm hearing you say is that when it comes to, to data, the, the more you have, the better, but it doesn't matter what you have. There's always a natural place for you to, to start. So start and programmatic. There's something that is inevitable about it. There's, there's clearly a kind of factor to do with. Uh, automation and and that that data so yeah some really good insights and uh, particularly useful hearing uh, about that data journey scott just want to say thank you for coming in and spending some time with us uh, we appreciate it yeah thanks for having me if uh, if i can drop one last line it's you know all of this is absolutely doable today um a lot of people are we've gotten used to that oh i have to wait till next year and next year like Eventually, someday it will be the, the year of the mobile, et cetera. That's, that's not the case with data. Like, all of this is doable today. So start now if you haven't already. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks. The IAB Simplify and Inspire podcast. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au.